Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the Show tonight. Now just here to talk showbiz. Titus O'Reilly talks sport. And sticking with sport, Australian swimming royalty Nicole Livingston joins us. <laughs> exactly. To help unpack all the action from the Commonwealth Games, which kicked off with an amazing opening ceremony. To Brits at Alexander Stadium in Birmingham, Brits. What a spectacular <laughs> opening ceremony! Is that Brits or Justin Trudeau? Yeah, Who is that? It's like they haven't unlocked that character yet. Oh, great. <laughs> Sadly, we can't show any footage from the Commonwealth Games because we don't have the rights. But here at 10, we've got the next best thing. Would you like to know how John Travolta holidays? I have footage. We've got that footage. <laughs> well, what a week it's been for our Aussie athletes. They've broken records and broken Hamish McLaughlin. Gold, 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 <laughs> gold, gold, gold. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. 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 <laughs> this isn't Q and A, guys. All right, Just, it's been gold, gold, gold for the Aussies and for the Kiwis. Why silver is as good as gold? Silver, <laughs> silver, silver, silver. Not fair. There's nothing wrong with silver. If it's, a, if it's a silver, like I can't be disappointed with that at all. Like it's a major games, and to, to get another medal at a major games is uh, a dream come true. Yeah, how rude of me. Congratulations <laughs> on your silver. Um, yeah, so I mean, is it? Has it sunk in? Your win? Well, your win for silver, I should say. <laughs> silver, 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 silver. Birmingham is buzzing now with Kiwi fans who have flocked to the games. Team New Zealand's fans are rolling in through Grand Central Station. <laughs> One Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> or as you call it, a sellout. <laughs> about 50% of our population. Okay. So it's been a packed first week, though not as packed as the Sunrise Couch. For more, we're joined now by our team of sporting greats. <laughs> well, let's bring in Ten's team. Uh, Handmaid's Got Talent is coming yeah. soon. So many incredible individual performances from athletes and reporters. Georgia uh, Godwin, she took home silver in the 2018 Commonwealth Games. Um, uh, Commonwealth Games on the go, go, go Gold Coast. <laughs> well, in New Zealand, we've got the Silver Coast. Okay, so, right. My favourite reporter is Lisette Raymer, who managed to combine comprehensive coverage with duty-free shopping. Already, more than 1.2 million tickets have been sold. That surpassed. Gold Coast. Right, I reckon you've got enough. One million. <laughs> Can we check your pockets for mini Baileys? I don't know. Well, when there's one Kiwi fan, you've got to shop for 10,000, don't you? <laughs> but it's great to see so many Aussies flying the flag. Well, when we say flying the flag. We can't wait to uh, see how much we can. <laughs> A flag up the nose, that's a rapid citizenship test. Yeah. Um, oh, that was quite good. I mean, the audience didn't like it, but... Um, 
Look, there was concern in the Aussie camp, Mel, with Javelin world champ Kelsey Lee Barber testing positive. Thankfully, though. She'll be right yeah. by yep. then. We oh. have faith. Thanks. She'll be right, mate. Now, succulent roast chicken. <laughs> Segue. Well, the Commonwealth Games are fantastic. I think this Scottish boxer summed it up best. Better at home games near home, but just be better. Just it'll spoil you on that bit more in the ring when you just hear everybody behind you shouting for you. Well said. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a recipe for succulent roast chicken. <laughs> Still, everywhere you look, the fans are loving it. There's plenty of excitement. I think it's fantastic, especially for for my two um, who are coming to see seahorns, all the different types of sports. <laughs> needs an episode of Bluey stat. stat. That's right. <laughs> Still, though, when it comes to excitement, it's hard to top this magical memory from Sunrise's Mark Beretta. Oh, well, here's a funny story. When we first came down here, we were trying to find this location, and we asked the local council worker, you know, how do we find it? He said, you just walk down until you see the Queen in a boat. I'm like, the Queen in a boat? And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's Queen Elizabeth, and it's the different... It's her in a different roles, depicted in a boat which symbolises this region. Look, it's a, it's a bit confusing. It's a little confusing. It is a little confusing. I think I found what put that kid to sleep. <laughs> I mean, surely the Kiwi coverage is better than that. Who did Kiwi TV speak to? I love the job. I love meeting people. For instance, right, yeah, when I'm emptying the bin, somebody might come up to me, excuse me, my mate, can you tell me where Birmingham City Council is? I turn around and say, no problem, mate. There it is there. <laughs> And then a bloke called Beretta came up to him and said, what's with the Queen in the boat? <laughs> Still, though, the games continue. And now it is time to cheer on those athletes. This is where they'll be doing it. They've just shut it off. But this is the big screen here in Victoria Square. <laughs> shut it off. Well, back home, and all eyes were glued to Channel 10 on Thursday for a very special show. You had a test. <laughs> and a couple more rehearsals. Of course, it was the final ever episode of Neighbours, watched by millions of people across the world. Who were you watching last night? I missed it. Did you watch it last night? <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet, no. <laughs> I did plan to watch it and I didn't, from the looks of it. Not, you know, I haven't seen it, I will watch it. Mm. Um, a wedding as well. No, it was October totally getting married. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know, didn't, couldn't, didn't quite see it. I don't want to know. It's like members of my family on a Wednesday morning. It's beautiful. All week, fans have been sharing their favourite moments and memories. It was great when it was on, it was used to be on at lunchtime on BBC One. Yes. You could watch it when I, when I was a student, make it to a two o'clock lecture, and then we used to watch the 5.30 repeat and see how much of the script we could remember. Beretta to have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Queen was in a boat. Look, after 37 years, Mel, I guess the question is... Here's the question. Which character on Neighbours obviously gave birth without removing her tights? <laughs> Great bit of trivia there. I mean, she's not called... She's not called Mrs Mangle for nothing. Uh... <laughs> everyone was singing the theme song this week, though not everyone had the rights to the music. Everybody needs good Neighbours. With a little understanding, you can find the perfect blend. Neighbours should be there for one another. That's when good neighbours become good friends. And friends... Don't have time okay. for the second verse. I think we're going to move on. Everyone was scrambling to interview the stars of the show. And, Miles, you've actually been on Neighbours yourself. In two episodes, I was man in the background with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in, Mel, but he won the Graham Kennedy Logie. Um... <laughs> 
Okay. He's now playing third surfer in the background on Summer Bay, so well done. Still, everyone tuned in to see one star in particular. Kylie's appearance was brief, just five words. And what were those words? Such a joy to share darling once more. I'm kidding, it was actually, Qantas lost all my luggage. <laughs> Mind you, Kylie wasn't the only returning castmate flogging their fragrance. Howard Bishop. To Look, it all came to a close with a beautiful scene starring Ramsey Street stalwart Jackie Woodburn as Susan Kennedy. And Jackie was so superb in this final little scene. No grab. Okay, we're not going to have to. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, yeah, thank you, Pete. No grab. Thankfully, they found a grab. Would you like to know how John Travolta holidays? Here <laughs> <laughs> we move on. We've got to take a break. Back with Lauren McChee. Right after this. It's meat tray time. Meat tray time. Yeah, we're going to miss the cash cow. But... Heading <laughs> <laughs> to Sunrise. Well, staying with Sunrise. Yes, staying with Sunrise, where Koshi was asking the important questions. You know, just checking you're just 12 years of age. <laughs> yep, are you 12? That's it. That's a that's a yes, I'm twelve. That's yeah. amazingly quick thinking. Amazingly <laughs> quick thinking. It's been quicker for her to send her birth certificate. <laughs> well, moving on, and the cost of living pressures continue to mount. With some reporters resorting to living in the studio. The U.S. Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by 0.75 percent <laughs> to try and rein in inflation. She was one of the contestants on Hunted. She yes. Was... The rising cost of living means not that many people can afford to buy a home. The well, starts the bidding at $880,000. I'll take a $10,000 rise from here. Can't take a bid from the dog, I'm sorry. But it's the only offer. The only offer. Still, though, with interest rates rising, a lot of homes are on the market. In the heart of Brompton, a character home with more character than most. As local rumour would have it, there was some, we would call it adult relaxation purposes. Uh, <laughs> what a real estate way to explain porn dungeons. <laughs> well, he, he described the house as an ejaculator's delight. <laughs> so there you go. Look, with the cost of living crisis, it's hard to find anything to celebrate at the moment. The cost of living's already rising enough to drive you to drink. Gee, that's good. Gee, that's good. <laughs> some shows are trying to save viewers money. Well, some hosts are trying to save themselves money. I just made a call to um, Chris Solder, our boss, to check whether yeah. the dry cleaning is tax deductible. Not. No, no. I said no. <laughs> Seems like an off-air yeah. chat. <laughs> That's Seven News Adelaide with Jane and Soda Mel. And this week, Soda took their banter to a whole new level. Now, Jane, before I go, I've got a little surprise for you. I beg your um, pardon? Jane Doyle. <laughs> Meet Jane Doyle. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what is going on there? He found out that oil paints are tax deductible. Oh, right. so oh, right. Amazing. I think he stole that from Alan Doe. That's Adam Goods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Jane, though, has bigger problems with this story about an Adelaide couple celebrating a major milestone. It is very hard to find a card to say happy 70th anniversary, Jane. Not surprising, not many make it. My husband always says that's more than three life sentences. <laughs> but he doesn't really mean that. That's all in his He always says always that? Says. <laughs> I think it's 
It's easier to find a divorce card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moving on to the two big stories on 7 News Gold Coast this week. A close call for workers at a Gold Coast kebab shop. Why this live TV debate came to an abrupt end. That Kia Sportage went right through. It was incredible. I preferred how Nine News covered that story. Well, here's one Uber Eats driver that won't be getting a five-star rating. Instead of taking food away from a southeast kebab shop, she delivered her SUV through the front counter. <laughs> wow, couldn't have said it better myself. And the police have ordered a coronial inquest. Um, so watch out for that. But speaking of cars, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. You know what that means? <laughs> it's meat tray time. No. And it's Cars 24 Car time. Cars 24, it's the best way to buy a used car. 100% online, inspect a car inside and out without leaving home. What more can we say? Gee, that's good. Gee, it is right. good. <laughs> it certainly is. Look, moving on, and this week, Queensland's COVID response is coming under fire. Hard to tell if this journalist is interviewing the Premier or his mum. You could have done other measures at the time to keep Queenslanders safe Josh, and keep the border functioning like every other state did. <laughs> I'll repeat to you again, today is be kind day. Strive to be kind. Premier. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> be kind or no Xbox for a month. Staying on health though, and vaping, Mel, it's causing concern. 31-year-old reporter Nathan Curry. I promise this is relevant to the... the the clip. I'm not just randomly age-shaming someone. 26-year-old host having a breakdown. <laughs> he was mostly concerned about looking his age. It's illegal to sell them to anyone under 18. I've just purchased this one uh, from a tobacco store here in North Melbourne. Uh, the packet says not for sale to minors, but it was clear uh, that that wouldn't have been an issue. No one asked her for my age. I wasn't asked to show ID. <laughs> I think I know why. <laughs> well, to politics now where Angus Taylor got off to a bad start. Now, Mr Speaker, I'll take the interjection from the member opposite because... OK. Uh, sorry. I have waited... Deputy Speaker. I would love to interrupt you. But you have called me Mr Speaker on at least a dozen occasions. <laughs> My title's Deputy Speaker. I don't need a Mr, a Mrs, a Madam. It's just Deputy Speaker. I'll, I'll go with you. Deputy Speaker. But you would have been a great <laughs> speaker. Thank you. Thank you, Deputy Speaker. You would have been a very good speaker. Um, uh, but, Mr Speaker, meanwhile... <laughs> so close. In his defence, he's liberal. He's not used to listening to women. So, first time for everything. Go ahead, go ahead Mrs McDonald. Go ahead. Hey, it's be kind, Dave. Right? <laughs> be careful. Liberal is facing fraud charges this week, but I felt this report was a little personal. The case returns to court in late September. In the meantime, West, who's now grey and balding, remains in custody. <laughs> Still, Be Still, when it comes to unnecessary information, there's no beating a friend of the show. 30 years, making them a high risk for extinction. I, that is very, very cute. I do have a fun fact for you guys. Um, many people think that the giraffe does not have a voice box because you can't hear it make any sounds. It does have a larynx. It's just that, it, that its neck's so long, that it's too far from its mouth, and therefore it can't make any noise. Also, a giraffe pregnancy <laughs> is 15 months long. So, well done to the female giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> Months long, the pregnancy was almost as long as that piece of <laughs> fun facts.
I just lost my mind. The trouble with Mel is her voice box is so close to her. Moving on. <laughs> Still, no one knows animals better than someone we met last week, mega shark expert Dr. Vanessa Perotta. Doc, thanks for your time this morning. Where have these mega sharks been hiding? Where have they been spotted? Well, are there actually mega sharks? Oh. Are there? I guess because oh. there has been an increase in attacks recently. So. Well, has there? That's the other thing. Feeding together in small packs. <laughs> Are they packs? <laughs> and here she is. Would you please welcome Dr. Vanessa Perotta? Thank you so much for joining us, Doctor. Um, we've got a couple of questions. Are mega sharks real? <laughs> that is the million dollar question, isn't it? They could be, but we're we're not likely to be seeing huge 16 metre sharks swimming around our oceans anytime soon. Okay, all right. Uh, it still didn't feel like an answer. Um... <laughs> Is there a reason why you were so you didn't want to answer any of the questions? Well, as a scientist, it's really important that we kind of reduce that hype, especially when talking about sharks around Shark Week. And you know, every year it seems to be bigger sharks and and more man or human eating sharks. And so, you know, sharks really do play important ecological roles in the marine environment. And they're not actively out to seek people. So that's an important message that can come out of this discussion. But if we were to have mega ones, how big would they be? <laughs> well, the megalodon could get up, and they're not swimming around anymore, they could get up to 16 metres long, which is kind of small in comparison to a blue whale, which can be up to 30 metres. So they're small sharks. It's not a competition. Uh... <laughs> and where, where's their voice box, do you know? <laughs> Very well below. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know you're trying to say sharks so friendly and they're three rows of teeth are just trying to smile at you. But uh, what should someone do if they do see a shark in the wild? Well, first of all, just remember that you, swimming in the ocean, are in their habitat. So do swim with a buddy and swim between the flags. The best thing to do would be to make sure that you swim away if you can and just to keep safe beforehand. Just remember they're not actively out there to see humans and most of the time people swim with sharks every day here in Australia and nothing happens. Isn't well, that's really, that's really settling. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's swim with a buddy because shark's like a two-course meal. <laughs> they, they need a palate cleanser. <laughs> Look, we have heaps of questions for you, but not as many as we noticed from ABC's Joe O'Brien. What's the the wildlife activity like around Sydney Harbour? What's your interest in that? And is that uh, have you ever seen a couple sitting there? And could Sydney rival San Francisco at some stage <laughs> with their seal activity? Now, can you give a one-word answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so fun talking about first seals in Sydney Harbour. And I was very proud to speak about the fact that I saw a first seal wing off the Sydney Opera House stairs. True story. Wow. Uh, is that common? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we are seeing seals and first seals at that from time to time on the Sydney Harbour steps. And so what we're doing is our research is trying to better understand why they're there and what they're doing, which is really exciting work. Great. Great. And I think we've actually got an update on the seal. Meat tray time! No, that is not the seal. <laughs> we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Dr Vanessa Parada! <laughs> Welcome back to 
bit of time now to find out what's been happening in the world of arts and entertainment from Nova FM. It's Mel Tresina. What has caught your eye this week, Mel? All right, let's start with Nine's Beauty and the Geek, which enters its final week. Now, we all know the phrase, put yourself into someone else's shoes. Well, in Beauty and the Geek, they go further. I've been a hairdresser since I was 16, and I feel like it's important for Aaron to kind of step into my life and, you know, come into my shoes. So... <laughs> it's usually a sock. But... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, do, we have, do we have that clip? No? <laughs> Uh, that's hairdresser Carly, who invited Geek Aaron to her work. And from the sounds of it, her workplace offers some extra services. This place is amazing. Yeah. What is this place? This is a blow bar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we do lots of blowies. Yeah. Does it have a weird, weird bit? No, we get blow dries here. OK. Yeah. Get your head out of the gutter, Aaron. <laughs> you take your shoe off. <laughs> Uh, the show is all about personal growth and we saw Beauty Emily take an important step towards achieving her goals. My goal is to stop being so hard on myself, stop comparing myself to others and I need yeah. to start seeing what exactly. everyone else sees. Exactly. That's incredible. Here we go. I'm so nervous. No, you got this. You got this. Alright, ready? Okay. Watch your well, head. Step back to see what everyone else sees. That's right. In fairness, her ice skates were slippery because the guy there had... Well, we don't need to finish that. <laughs> uh, to Ten's Hunted Now, which finished up this evening, and top marks go to Jacob and Robert, who got a rare bit of praise from the hunters for their methods of deception. Jacob and Robert are operating technically at a much higher level than we've seen with other fugitives thus far. Thank you for... Thank you for... <laughs> oh, my... What a day. <laughs> <laughs> Shut bras, they fool men every time. I, just, I mean, he even had the nipple and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually he got the phrase down, Pat, because when you do take off your bra, you're like, what a day. Until it's just finished up, and while the hunters did a great job of catching the fugitives, they never had anything but respect for the people they were enlisted to catch. Do you think Sonny, Joe and Grace are like this stupid to leave all of this in their messages? Like, kinda. Limp, limp, limp. Oh yeah, yeah. limp. Gotta focus on the two broken biscuit couple. He's a female hairdresser. He wants to get a decent haircut then. Well, the second one's <laughs> overweight, struggling to run. <laughs> We're not exactly chasing Jason Bourne here, are we? <laughs> too far when they started putting up posts that said not wanted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you love Island UK. This week everyone is noticing the sexual tension between Davide and Ekansu. Everyone except for Davide. It's just basically pasta, but it's very long. Spaghetti. It's fat and it's long. It's got meat inside it. I don't know, it's something they do in the north. I don't even know the name. All I just remember it being very big, very thick, very long, very nice, very tasty. And then it's got like um, a creamy white sauce. Okay, yeah, King. When, when she threw him against the wall to see if he's stuck, I felt like that was a step too far. <laughs> Uh, a bit of celebrity news yes. happening at the moment. So Will Smith has filmed a reply to his infamous Chris Rock slap and apologies might not be his strong suit and neither is reading. 
why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. I think he's still fogged out. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that he's the one feeling the effects of concussion, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, and Hayley Bieber had Gwyneth Paltrow on her online show, Who's in My Bathroom? A it's a real show. <laughs> it's, it's a real show. It's a YouTube series where she makes food with celebrities in her bathroom because it's the only interview concept that hasn't been done yet. I love eating food near where someone's chef. Yes. <laughs> My favourite thing to do. Get closer to the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Paltrow led Haley in on what it was like working with her dad, actor Stephen Baldwin. I did a movie with your dad, actually. Oh, it not was, me not knowing that. But he was great. He was Aww. so nice. I love hearing that. Yeah, it was Imagine awesome. if you had some horror story and you were like, that it was be, terrible, it was a yeah, nightmare working with him. That would be that. Or if I had, like, <laughs> your dad in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know he's in Gwyneth's bathroom. <laughs> Serving up that long pasta. <laughs> Um, and you might have heard there's been some uh, history-making TV recently. It's been hailed the greatest finale in Australian TV history. Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> 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 so second to Beauty and the Geek finale uh, was the final episode of Neighbours, which aired on Thursday here on Channel 10. But here's how Channel 7 chose to cover it. Australia has farewelled its longest-running soap opera with the epic movie-length finale of Neighbours airing last night. The show first appeared on the 7th. Network. First airing on the Seven Network. First airing on the Seven Network. It began on the Seven Network. Oh, yeah. Channel Seven, you axed it after four months <laughs> before Channel Ten brought it back. Uh, the final movie-length episode was watched by 1.2 million Aussies and over 3 million UK viewers. Uh, we saw lots of familiar faces return, including Holly Valance and Natalie Imbruglia, who zoomed in to Toadie's wedding despite Natalie not even knowing who they are. Congratulations on your wedding, Toadie. Hi, Melanie. I don't know either of you. <laughs> I mean, we're having Logie's flashbacks. <laughs> too soon, too soon. And the show finished with a beautiful message of thanks to the viewers who watched the show over its incredible 37-year run. Uh, there was one group, though, that they forgot to thank. The Seven Network. Yeah. <laughs> That's my week in arts and entertainment. So please thank Mel Tracina. <laughs> welcome back. You're welcome to Page all the sporting action from around the globe. Would you please welcome Mr Titus O'Reilly. Oh, Oh, no, it's good to be here. Commonwealth Games. We're so excited. They're in Birmingham, which is just one of the world's great cities. And, uh, <laughs> geez, Birmingham. Uh, and who could sell Birmingham better than sort of kind of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson? If the prospect of millions of people across five continents turning in for lawn bowls live from Leamington Spa doesn't fill you with joy, then I really don't know. What will? <laughs> <laughs> Millions of people tuning in. It's hard to believe he lost touch with the British people. <laughs> <laughs> now, the opening ceremony had absolute rave reviews. What did you make of this ceremony? Because I just, you know, watching it, I was depressed. I thought, my God, you know, instead of trophy given and sport celebration, it seems to be more about wackery and walkery and shoving it in our facery. <laughs> 
Instead of trophy giving, he wants them to give out the trophies in the opening ceremony. (laughs) A thing that's medals. It is GBN where no day is be kind day. It's the complete opposite. He just had a strokery, so. (laughs) He looks like he does a lot of that. Um, Now, we're not allowed to show, which is hard for a sports segment. We can't show because of the licensing rights any Commonwealth Games footage. I thought um, even the Commonwealth Games didn't want to be associated with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only our show. It's only our show. Uh, so I've got this instead. This is a picture of my toy poodle. Oh. Yeah. He, he's won more medals than a lot of the teams. He's much better competition and yeah. a swimmer than we're competing a bit. Um, and you can have him just right in. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble for that. <laughs> Um, 87,000 fans filled Wembley Stadium to watch England beat Germany in the women's Euro final. This was the post-match press conference. Googling Euro tabletop dancing because sometimes you find different. Well, it's the first time England's beat Germany since 1945. Too soon. Too soon. They beat Germany. Oddly enough, in a shootout. Yeah, they also dominated them in the air then, too. Well, all the experts were predicting England would win. Right. Now, the first thing I see is a huge big L there, which tells me that the lionesses will triumph. <laughs> <laughs> a L. It's asparagus. That's asparagus. She's an asparamancer. Oh, wow. That's not a thing. She, she predicts the future using asparagus. Yeah, very didn't, well. Why didn't my career supervisor tell me about it? It's in high school. She's throwing it. She's like, job. Well, that's, that's about $100 worth of asparagus. As well. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford that. She's throwing it. She's like, oh, I see a big W for won't. Win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Spanish cyclist Mavi Garcia had a difficult tour to France. Her first bike got a puncture, so she was on a teammate's spare bike when this happened. Well, I think she's got a puncture on this spare bike as well. That's the bike of her teammate. She had a hand up earlier, so now they can give her her own spare bike. It will so she, be that's set actually up her third bike, I should say. So she's on her third bike, and then that doesn't work. And watch what happens when she's she swaps to the next bike. Knocks oh. oh. another opponent off. The so she's on her fourth bike at this stage. Oh All going very well, as you'll see here. That's her own team car. But that, was, that was her third car. <laughs> <laughs> her own team ran her over. Oh, no. team ran it's her like watching road. Mr Bean do the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> Her team are just sick of changing bikes, so that's enough. Uh, Liz Cambridge, she's left the LA Sparks in the WNBA. On Channel 9, there was only one thing they were focused on, though. She had a whinge about not being allowed to work outside of her contract. She was doing some DJing. She's got her, her OnlyFans website as well, which she makes some money out of, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. They're charging my credit card every month, he said. Uh, Mark t- men talk about women in sports and they say, having a whinge, that's... <laughs> It's always cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mark Taylor had some thoughts as well. Is there someone in her life, you kind of hope there is, who's going to be able to put her arm 
uh, their arm around her and make sure she's okay. Yeah, as Chris has alluded to, is that the iron fist way or is it the, 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 the cuddle up and say, you know, come on, Liz, come with us? So, I think they're still talking about her OnlyFans oh. there. <laughs> well, Mark Taylor has an OnlyFans. It's just him and Fujitsu's. So... <laughs> <laughs> now, there's many creative ways to get sent off in soccer. Like, watch this manager on the sidelines. We'll just replay. He, here's the manager. He's not even playing in the game. Watch this. Oh! oh. <laughs> He's just very hands-on, that manager. Now, And then a car ran him over as well. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please say... for the Commonwealth Games and it's been a very special week in the pool. Here to break it down for us, would you please welcome Australian swimming royalty, Nicole Livingston. Nicole Livingston. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And when we say swimming royalty, we mean it. Let's just read off the stats here. Three Olympic Games, three medals, four Pan Pack golds and a whopping six Commonwealth Games gold medals, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, it is 30 years since my Olympic bronze medal in 1992 in Barcelona and probably before both of you were born. So thank you for calling me royalty. It makes me feel kind of old. Well, you brought in some footage of that on VHS, yeah. I think. <laughs> but Commonwealth Games is on at the moment. What are your memories of the Commonwealth Games? I went to three of them. Amazing. Uh, Spirit, the Australian swimming team, obviously cleans up the pool. They could almost be called the Australian Swimming Championships in Birmingham. Um, <laughs> you know, we hand over in the second week to athletics just to let the other nations have a bit of a crack at winning. Some <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, some of my fondest memories being able to race uh, at the Commonwealth Games. What's it like racing against countries that don't have swimming pools? Like... <laughs> I'm not saying it's easy to win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> Well, the yeah. Stats speak for themselves. <laughs> no. I'm curious, what, what would your event be in the Com Games? Uh, like I'm doing now, it'd be the floundering, yeah. <laughs> men's individual floundering. But what's the what's the difference? For, I'm yeah. curious, for an athlete's perspective, obviously the Olympics and Com Games they're so different. Is mm. is is there a preference? Do you prefer one or, or the other? Well, obviously or? the Commonwealth Games is better for your CV because yeah, <laughs> there are more golds that you could potentially win at, than at the Olympic is Games. It a different atmosphere. What's the village like? Look, they're very similar. I mean, obviously a smaller scale for Commonwealth Games, and when we go to the Olympic Games, Britain races as Britain, but at the Commonwealth Games mm. they they bust them up into to separate teams. So mm. it kind of does dilute their strength a little bit, but it's great to see so many nations. I think there's 72 teams that actually compete there. Wow. Yeah. So we including New Zealand? Because... <laughs> we, we do well Mel, with them. New Zealand swimmers are very, very good. We In fact, good. some of my, my hardest races at Commonwealth Games was against Anna Simsic, which oh, I'm wow. sure you would have yeah, heard of her. Of She's a bit of a New Zealand legend. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you think we're, we're quite... <laughs> <laughs> she beat me once too. Nicole, so many incredible victories over New Zealand. Where do we, where do we start? We'll come back to a bit more of your career shortly, but what's been your highlight for this week, particularly in the pool? So yeah. many amazing performances. Well, the amazing performances have been the highlight. Obviously, Emma McKeon coming back from the Olympic Games after that domination, being able to now become the most successful Australian athlete at the Commonwealth Games. It's actually a really sweet spot at the moment because of the delay of Tokyo. It means that the Olympic Games are coming around much quicker. The cycle is smaller. So you actually see a lot of the Olympians, instead of having an easy year or two after the Games, they're actually firing and swimming very well. So um, Emma McKeon, Kaylee McEwen, try and say that quickly in commentary. <laughs> um, you know, obviously Kyle Chalmers is racing well as well, Elijah Winnington. 
there's so many of them. And we've also got the Paralympic swimmers as well that are cleaning up the pool as well. Well, it all started with Ariane Titmus, another legend in the pool. Ariane Titmus cutting almost one second off the game's record. Not enough to get coach Dean Boxall out of his seat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that impressed. Uh, see, I mentioned all those names and I didn't even mention Ariane. I mean, she has been racing incredibly well and has been part of a, a, a world record swim over there as well to claim gold. Well, one name you did mention, it's the name that's been on everyone's lips. Emma McKeon. Emma McKeon. Emma McKeon. Emma McKeon. Emma Memma. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> wrong Emma. Everyone is proud of Emma, but I think her parents summed it up best. Susie and Ron there. <laughs> great chat, great chat. Um, what was it like um, for your parents watching you swim? Uh, I let my parents go to the games on one occasion and then I told them that they weren't allowed to travel and watch me swim ever again. What? Because they got so stressed. They're so, you know, nervous for me and... They're throwing on a life raft? Yeah. (laughs) 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 I didn't need that pressure, so they got to sit home and watch it after that. Well, you didn't need their sport because you cleaned up in the pool. We've got a shot of you here from the Olympics. That's that's you um, with a bunch of dead flowers. <laughs> you know my one memory of that? That was the Barcelona Olympic Games, July 31, 1992, again, before you were born. However, um, is that the flowers, I actually tried to throw them up into the stands as a gift to, to oh, somebody wow. in the stands, except I was so, so bad at throwing it, it went the wrong way. Oh, wow. Well, oh. I tried to do that, but oh, it went wow. forward. <laughs> to see who's going to win the bronze medal next. Yes. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to bring it back to New Zealand just for a moment. Um, we did have um, Lewis Clearbert. Yes. You, you do, he's great. He he won gold. He won gold in the two hundred meter butterfly, and he wasn't even entered in that event until the what? last minute. He went. I reckon I'll do that one, and he got gold. And, he and he's he's been training in a twenty five meter public pool because we don't have like a fifty meter pool in New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand don't have a fifty just meter saying, pool. We've been doing. We're doing. We're doing well. Okay. Well, in fairness, New Zealand's only thirty five meters wide. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to fit fifty meters. Is that true? It is true. It is true. It was not entered, and then he. he won he won gold. So just sh- shout-outs to you, Mr Clearbert. Nicole, <laughs> <laughs> is there an event that you think you could win without trying? Um, yeah, definitely not any of the swimming races or throwing of the flower races. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> the bouquet toss is no, yes. longer, no longer an event. Um, any tips? Oh, we're keen swimmers as well, Nicole. Um, yeah, I've got tips for you. Any yeah. tips? Because Mel's thinking, thinking of entering for Team New Zealand next year. <laughs> well, you, you probably win the 200 butterfly if you wanted to enter that. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of people are saying I'm a butterfly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one lap for Mel, because Mel's 190 metres tall. <laughs> <laughs> so a free and easy tip. Remember to breathe in and breathe out. Underwater. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> now, Nicole, before we let you go, it would be remiss of us not to get you a swimming legend to make one final swimming prediction for how we're going to go at the Games. Before you do, I'm just going to hand you this. This is some asparagus. (laughs) (laughs) If you wouldn't mind. Sadly, I think I know what to do with this. And our resident asparamancer, would you please make your prediction? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, New Zealand aren't going to win. New Zealand aren't going to win! Thank you, Nicole Livingston, on that note. Would you please thank Nicole Livingston? We're just cleaning up from Nicole Livingston. Um, oh, there we go. Interest rates are going to rise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind.
Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, you don't win the Logie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> OK. But the most outstanding asparagus <laughs> goes to <laughs> Melanie Bracewell. Thank you. So kind. Now, with the Commonwealth Games, the cost of living crisis and COVID dominating headlines... It meant there were a few stories we didn't get to. <laughs> Which means it's time for... We begin with breaking news. Breaking news. Such a massive story. Breaking news across the country. Breaking news. Breaking news. Everyone's talking about... How did we not get to this earlier? <laughs> Biggest stories we couldn't quite capture in the first yeah. few sigs. I'm going to put these away because I feel like the vegan bachelor. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put the asparagus away. How did we not get to this story earlier, Mel? This story raised concern. The scout motto is be prepared and that was put to the test when a jar of the highly toxic chemical formaldehyde was dropped in a hall at Alexandria. And then the motto changed to get the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. <laughs> Peter Hitchener from Nine News Melbourne with a special report. Well, a game of dress-up has given drivers a fright in Alabama. A five-year-old five boy dressed as the murderous doll from the hit horror film Chucky stood on a footpath of a suburban street eerily watching cars go by. It seems well, we, we think it was all fun and games. Don't, don't worry, though. Pete stayed professional for the rest of the show. I'll say. Thank you, Tony. Well, Olivia, uh, Lavinia's a long now. It's going to be a cold start to Friday, Lavinia. <laughs> well, we've nearly got to get out of here, Mel, but it's been a massive week. Obviously, the big news this week, the final ever episode of Neighbours, which means soapy fans are looking for something new to watch. Well, can I introduce you to the long-running New Zealand soap, Shortland Street? <laughs> Much love, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Uh, <laughs> it's much loved for moments like this. Damos. Stay back. wasn't even entered in the Poonami event and he won. It was incredible. That's how Neighbours should have ended, with Howard Bishop <laughs> in the middle of a... Well, speaking of ending, we've got to get out of here. We'll see you next week, right here in the Chief Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.